Welcome everybody to today's episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. We are talking about a short 12 episode, one movie show called No Game, No Life. As per tradition, we have an adult beverage of choice. Ricky, what's your adult beverage of choice today? Uh, today I'm drinking Jim Beam Black Extra Age Bourbon. And I'm chasing it down with a Bush Light Apple. Pretty rare to find, by the way. Lance, what about you? Uh, today I will be drinking some Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And I'll be chasing that down with just a regular Bush Light. What about you, Matt? What are you drinking? I am drinking Knob Creek, aged nine years. And then I also have a New Glarus Spotted Cow, which is a Wisconsin favorite. Ricky, can you give us a synopsis of what this anime is about? Alright, so No Game, No Life is basically, well, it, it is a comedy. It's kind of a pervy comedy. Follows Sora and Shiro, which you'll get to meet, obviously. Uh, they're siblings. They are online gamers, legendary gamers, that call themselves blank. They kind of see the real world as just another lousy game. Until, like, a strange email challenges them to a, a regular chess game. And after they defeat the stranger, they get another random email basically sucking them in or plunging them into a, an unworldly realm. Uh, that's where they meet the god of games called Tet. Well, his name is Tet. You find out that the world's called Discord. It's made out of 16 other races, which we do have a list and we'll find out later on. We'll get into that. But basically, these two new characters are in this world and gaming is everything. So everything is decided by games. It's a pretty, pretty fun anime to watch. But before we get started with our discussions of this anime, um, Lance, how about you start us off with Lance's Lessons? Today's Lance's lesson is going to kind of come straight from the show itself. Uh, the word today is going to be kuhaku. That's going to be spelled K-U-U-H-A-K-U. Ku, it's a combination of two words. Ku meaning the sky or empty air, and haku meaning white. And when you put them together, the anime described it as blank, which is their gamer, their gamer tag. Their gamer tag. And that concludes this week's Lance's Lessons. Keep an eye on Facebook and Instagram for the kanji. All right, so you, no game, no life. Matt, what do you want to start with, man? I'd say, what do you guys think of the Ten, com- the, the ten Commandments? Of- oh, the Ten Pledges? Yeah, the Ten Pledges. pledges. There we go. I think they're awesome. I think they're a completely new idea for me to be invested into a, a world, something to follow. I think... I don't know about you guys, but my favorite role is the really the big one where uh, if you lose to your bet, then like you have... Are you talking about number six? Any bets made in accordance with the pledges must be upheld? Yes. What yeah, about you, it? You what got them right in front of you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, yeah. Bad, my bad. What about it? What about it? I just really like that one because uh, like Steph loses a bunch of uh, her bets and then she's expect not just not even expected, but she has no choice but to follow through like, like in the first couple episodes where... Sora tells Steph that like, she has to fall in love with him, and like she can't not fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's some. It's, I just think it's cool that like you, you have no choice but to follow these rules. I like that, man. Because let me get a little personal here. I feel like nowadays, you know, especially with your friends, you make a lot of bets, and it just might be something stupid, whatever. But like, I just feel like nobody ever takes them seriously anymore, and nobody pays up on their shit. Right? You know what I mean? 
So I really, I really like that one. It, it must be upheld. There's a, there's a good example of that when it, oh, I think like the very first episode when they get sucked into the world and you see the scene of these three men begging for like, uh, Sora to give him at least a pair of pants or something. It's like, dude, it must be upheld. It's like, I just can't give it back to you. Right. Type of thing. Totally wrecks him. You shouldn't have bet it if you couldn't risk losing it. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good one. And then, well, I do find it funny how they make comedy out of it when Steph, like, loves Sora for a second and then realizes what's going on and she's, like, hitting her head against the wall. Hey, Bashing her brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely a lot of comedy when it comes to this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the comedy really comes in this series once you totally disband your, like, seriousness for this kind of a show. Like, if you just accept that it's, like, a, a sillier kind of show, you you can accept everything a lot better. Oh, yeah. That was, 100% that was, that was at least my take. I know this is so much BS going on in this, but, you know, just shut your brain off for a little bit and just enjoy it, and then you can really appreciate some of the, the comedy. Well, it's when, when you have a kid, and Ted being the one that's essentially the god that created all this, uh-huh. it, it's you have to think of it in, like, kind of a kid mindset where everything's a game. Mm-hmm. And you need to think of it like a game, which is kind of what they do with Sora and do a really good job. He's like, I don't take anything too seriously. And that's why Ted and I are friends, essentially. Mm-hmm. I can roll with that. Out of those 10 pledges, Matt, which one was, I wouldn't really say your favorite, but like what, what caught your attention the most? Uh, I would have to say there's two of them. The all conflicts must be resolved through games. And then the cheating one so it's uh being caught cheating during the game is grounds for instant loss so it didn't say you couldn't cheat it just said you can't get caught cheating Mm -hmm. which pretty much is very good when it comes to sleight of hand type stuff and they show that when sora or not sora but stephanie and karima 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 in a game together and she's obviously cheating karima is cheating but Steph has no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't prove that she was cheating, so therefore she's destined to fail and yeah. lose. What about you, Ricky? What is, what is your favorite commandment or covenant? Um, number eight, like you said, being caught cheating during a game is grounds for instant loss. Um, that's interesting to me because throughout the show you see a lot of loopholes. Like Sora is like almost the king of loopholes, just kind of <laughs> find yeah different ways. But one that really had me like. Just had a couple questions. Is uh, all murder, war, robbery are forbidden in this world? That's number one. Yeah. So what happens if... Because obviously they're saying, you know, you pick up on the show that you can't kill people. You know, nobody's really... I don't think anybody's died for the longest, like murdered for the longest time. What what if it happens? Like, do they instantly like vanish? Do they go to jail? Or is there a jail? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know if they really even dove deep into that. I just think it's not possible. Right. Because we learned that the kingdoms get taken over through games, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were taken over by wars, because we learned that the, the beasts are outplaying the humans, and no one dies. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's not possible. Just like whenever you make a bet, you have to follow through with that bet. I think it's the same thing, where it's just a external force prevents anybody from being murdered. Okay. That's kind of what I figured too, because like, you know, Lance brought up the situation with, uh, uh, Stephanie. You know, she basically falls in love with him. No. You know, you can't, I'm not going to fall in love with Lance because we made a bet. 
you know, oh, in, in this real world. <laughs> but <laughs> like you said, there's an outer, like a greater being kind of like forcing you. So I was, that's, that's what really made me wonder, like, do you just all of a sudden vanish from this world? Or? I don't know. Yeah, that, that was a nice one. I mean, because people do die because Stephanie's father died and that's why all of these games are taking place in the first place because they need to find the new king slash queen. True. So there is death. For the humans. Hmm? Yeah, they need to find a new That's king. a good point. Yeah, it was only for the humans. And yeah, we really don't learn too much about too many other races that are getting killed or whatnot. You want to go into that for a little bit or do you want to save that for later? Other races? Yeah. Uh, I can start diving into that. That's fine. I wasn't going to go through all the races. Let me see. Let me pull this up real quick. All right. So I do have it pulled up. I have them in my notes. We have 16 races, as we said before. Um, they do mention that humanity is 16, but every single race has obviously a chess piece. You know, they got a chess piece assigned to them. Uh, humanity, surprisingly, is the king, the king piece. So they're ranked last, but they're probably the most, they're the most important piece in chess. Mm-hmm. 15, they're called Siren, and they are the Night Piece. We haven't really got introduced to any of them. Their country is Oshenda. Rank 14 are the Werebeasts. We've met them. Their country is the Eastern Union, and they're just a pawn, surprisingly. They're just assigned a pawn. 13 is Lumana. The country's Red Moon, and they're a Rook. They're mysterious. We, I don't think we know anything about them, do we? Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, rank 12 is Damper. Country Oshenda, and they're a night piece. Demonia is ranked 11, and they're a pawn. Ex Machina, which we meet, we meet one of those later on in, uh, No Game, No Life Zero, the movie, and they're bishop. Nine is fairy, they're a pawn. Eight is dwarf, the bishop. Seven, elf, rook. Six is flugel, which, uh, Jabril. Jabril, and that's a queen. They're pretty powerful. Five is gigant, or gigant. Uh, G-I-G-A-N-T. Gigant. Gigant. Not like giant. I don't know. Mm, pawn. Dra- Dragonia is a pawn. Elemental is a pawn. Phantasma is a pawn. And number one is the old deuce. And they're a pawn, surprisingly. Gods are a pawn? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, humanity is the king, which really surprised me. But I'm a... I know it's a quick season one, you know, short series. But I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to meet the rest of these people. Like, find backstories. Yeah, there's a lot of information that needs to be explained. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever... I think this is going to be a one-and-done season and just never... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to kind of get used to that in anime sometimes, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. it's It was a great anime, and I understand why a lot of people are itching at the bit to see more. And I wish they would be more, but I just have a feeling you're, you're never going to get a season two when it comes to... No, I don't think so. You got anything for us, Lance? Um, we got the pieces brought up. Let's just talk about like uh some favorite characters or cool characters. Uh, Matt, do you have anybody that you uh, think is extra cool? I mean, unfortunately, we didn't get to meet a whole lot of characters. I thought the war beasts were were interesting, especially because they could communicate at such a, a decibel that none of the humans could hear them. Which yeah, you see cool. at the end of season, at the end of the season when they're fighting in that game. Mm-hmm. And the, the trying to blank on his name, but the grandfather is essentially whispering. Ino, Ino Hatsua, Hatsui. Yeah, is whispering the locations to Izura. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I thought that was interesting. But I gotta say, I guess Sora would be my favorite just because he's a main character. And he gets, he's, I found, I found him super hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's pretty witty. I like that. Yeah. What about you, Ricky? Uh, it's hard, man. Honestly, no game, no life, zero. Jumping in the movie? Yep. Shiwi. Cause. Shuvi? Shuvi, yeah. That's, that was probably my favorite. Yeah, she was pretty badass. She was essentially the Shiro of back then. Mm-hmm. Out of the whole, you know, anime and movie combined, she's probably my favorite. Otherwise, it'd be Jabril. Jabril? Yeah. Lance? I would agree. Uh, I was about to say Jabril, but then I remembered, uh, Izuna, the, the beast, when she awakened the, the little beast power at, the, like, the end of the, uh, the Japanese game. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty badass. And, you know, that's kind of like the power up that we all love seeing in our anime. And they introduced that one there. And I really like that one. I want to see more of that. Or at least I wish to see more of that. We all watched this dub, right? Yes. I watched the dub, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the anime watched dub. Um, I think this is adorable, man. The, the thank you. Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Yeah. Those little cutoffs. Yeah. Even though that didn't make sense at the end half the time. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Any characters that uh, you didn't care for, Matt? Honestly, no. I, I didn't really find too many characters that I, I thought were useless. All, all the characters had their own merit and brought each a little bit of something to the rest of the storyline. It was it was nice to see that there were no useless characters. And even Stephanie, who some might call kind of useless, she still came in great when it came into winning humanity's fate. I agree. She's she's still essential. No. You can't take her out of anywhere and not expect any of the storyline to change. What about you, Ricky? Any any characters you didn't like? Or you wish you would have would have maybe been a little bit different. <laughs> Character wise, no, man. Um, I would say I had to watch this anime by myself a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I have three kids; they were not allowed to watch this anime with me. And uh, another funny thing too: I was watching this anime at home, and I got a huge bay window, and my TV's facing out the window, basically. So mm-hmm. I. C- some parts were kind of kind of pervy, so I had to shut the blinds just to make sure nobody yeah. got the r- wrong impression. All the bath scenes, all the bath <laughs> so scenes. So many. But and neighbors looking in at you. Like, what the <laughs> hell is our neighbors watching? <laughs> but yeah. Um, besides that, character wise, no man. I I agree with you, Matt. Everybody had you know a purpose. Lance, what do you think? No, I completely agree. I mean, there there's kind of whatever moments, but everybody still has an important role. Like even uh, the elf. Uh, I think her name was, what, Feel? Fail? Uh, anyway. Yeah, so the, all the characters are pretty important. I wouldn't change too much about anything, really. It, it was a, a good change of pace, because even, like I had said, when people, if people were trying to complain about Steph, I mean, she, if it wasn't for her, we would have never known about the king, and we would have never been able to fight the war beasts. And she brought good comedy into how many times she lost to Sora and Shiro. And just the random ways that she would lose, and just like the um, when he bet that she could, he could make the birds. That was exactly where I was thinking too. I love that one so much. That was such a perfect little like f you like I can make I can win this. What was that? Which one was that? The the one with the birds where he said that he could make the birds move. Oh, oh no! How long? How long until the birds fly away? Yeah, that's she said thirty seconds, and he said three. I remember that. <laughs> and he chucks her out. Yeah, that was great. Loophole, loophole, yeah. Loophole, bro. Is it cheating? Not necessarily. They no, they got a they got a 
they got to tell you the rules, basically. And uh-huh. if you want to make any rules, you know, you got to say something before. Right. It was, it was open-ended, so yeah. anything went. That was funny. I like that. Speaking of games, were there any any of the game? What was your favorite game, Lance? My favorite game in the beginning when Sora had to play chess against whatever. Kamira. 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 Uh, and they were basically playing with live people where they had to. Uh, here I got it kind of written down super awesomely. <laughs> uh, okay, so I really liked the chess game because. Each piece responded to, like, the player's morals or morale. Like, the more emotion that you gave your chess piece, like, the more that they were willing to move instead of just, like, soullessly playing chess like you normally would. Yep. So I thought it was a real cool aspect to make the pieces not trust uh, Shiro when she was sacrificing pieces for the greater good, but the you know, the pieces basically had a, a, a mind of their own. Like, oh, I don't want to sacrifice myself. And then how uh, the opponent was cheating under, what was it, Elf and Magic? Yep. Making her morale, like, top-notch. So she would, they would listen to her no matter what. And then there comes Sora with his over-ecstatic enthusiasm. <laughs> and just leading this war like a true king. Promising them false lies <laughs> at the end. Like, money, wealth, and... Go home to your women and stuff like that, just to <laughs> just to boost all their morale. I, I I really liked that chess game. It put a different twist on things for me. It, it kind of, especially at first, it kind of reminded me of uh, Wizards Chess from Harry Potter, uh-huh. where I don't know, I don't know how much of Harry Potter nerds you guys are, but in the beginning when Harry is like telling the chess pieces to do this, and they're like, no, no, do this, do this instead, and they didn't want to listen to him because he didn't know what he was doing, <laughs> and that's kind of what it reminded me of. When I first when I first started, before uh, Sora got all charismatic with all the chess mm-hmm. pieces. What about you, Ricky? What was one of your favorite games in this? I like that. One. I like that one a lot. But I do have a little bit of bitching, even though we did talk about how you can just like turn your mind off a little bit. Uh huh. Dude almost lost that game, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Sora almost lost that game, and like it was obviously it's anime. You know they're gonna figure it out and make right. him not lose. But and would you willingly like? Slide in front of the queen to save this king that's part of a chess. You know what I mean? Like he went balls to the wall and like almost sacrificed himself. Right. But no, it was a good game. I liked the concept of it. I liked, like you said, the morale. The other one I liked that was kind of complicated to understand for a little bit uh, was Jabril's game, that word game. Mm-hmm. Love that one too. But game, game of Shortori. Is that what it's called? It's called Shortori. Yeah, that was a great one. That was very complicated at first until you kind of like got the rhythm of it. But I really like, I really enjoyed how like Sora describes the science of how he wins sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He started explaining other kinds of terms that, uh, you know, this, this fake world has no idea about because he was using all real world science and just really putting her on her ass. Well, she had an idea only because she had been reading. Amanity, every book Amanity has ever written. So mm-hmm. she kind of knew, but she didn't quite know just because she wasn't from our world. Right. Yeah, that was, that entire fight was insane. Yeah. Got Starting it. off with a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Blows everything up. Yeah. I liked how it got in the end where it got a little bit more intense and like, you you know, you're taking away your breathing. How did it get more intense than that? And then what? And then a stupid little note. 
Not stupid, but smart. But, uh-huh. Yeah. And oh. I really enjoy that because it just shows how far Sora and Shiro plan into the future whenever they're doing stuff. Because it's, mm-hmm. he did that at the very beginning. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if he knew from the first... Well, he said he knew from the first word that he said how it was going to play out. And it's just insane to think that far ahead. Because he mentions... He, he also uh, states that when uh, later on... He has to fight or play against Izuna. Yep. You know, they're going to been, you could have done this and that, this and that. I still could have told you how it would have ended. You know what I mean? I forgot what he said, but that's somewhere around those lines. Like I said, I, I like the science. Man. Yep. He breaks it down pretty nice. Uh, she was she was complaining that she enjoyed the game and that's why she lost. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that oh. even if you didn't enjoy the game, yep. you still would have lost because I was thinking essentially 20 steps ahead of what you were thinking. Yep. Matt, did you have a favorite game? I gotta be the short shortori game. Just the animation. The animation and, was beautiful. And the Stephanie kinda side character hilariousness was getting attacked by all those monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was good. I liked how they also when the game started they were just like casually throwing out words just to test each other out and get things going that way. And then of course the comedy. That's where all that came in. Stephanie being the butt of the jokes of everything uh-huh that's great man it's it's crazy how like they make stephanie look like a fool this whole anime which is funny you know it's the comedy of it but then obviously we're going to talk about season one in the movie in the movie you come to find out that stephanie is well we knew she was the the king the former king's granddaughter yeah mm-hmm. but in the movie you come to find out who those two main characters are um riku no just riku riku and then he meets the ex machina yeah uh shuvi I can't remember her name. Sorry about that. But yeah, you meet them and then you obviously they get married, but they they leave out the last name, which I like how they connect. Obviously they connect it, but. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice when you were watching the series and the show that, I mean, I, it's probably pretty obvious, but Shuvi and Riku mm-hmm. are the same voice actors as uh, the two main characters in the series, Sora and Shiro? I don't think I noticed that. No. No. Wait, Sora's the same voice actor as Shiro? As Riku. Sora and Riku. Sora oh, are the same act? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I guess now that I say that, <laughs> damn sure sounds the same. I guess I never looked into it, but I think it. I think they planned it that way, too, because Shuvi and Shiro are basically identical. Shuvi just has the, the Machina aspects to her. Yeah. Oh, I actually have a nice little fact about that. Um, Riku. Tell, well, Riku, his name means, well, they say his name means Earth. Contrasting with Sora's name, which means heaven. In addition, Riku asked the Machina Shubi, her name. Yeah. She answers, uh, Schwarzen, which means black in German. Contrasting the sh- with Shiro, which means white. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of opposites, yin and yang things going on. Yep. Schwartz. Schwartz. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Shubi was very uh, German. I'm not German, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I am, so it's. Um. So yeah, nice little fun fact. Actually, and then the voice actor, another fun fact I found that Sora's voice actor, oh, forgive me, I'm a butcher this. Yushit Suga Matsuka, I think. Probably not right. But famous for voicing Kirito's voice in Sword Art Online. Right. Yeah, it's fun to connect all these voice actors with other anime, other so. popular anime. Let, let me just get this out of the way so we can probably pick a topic. Uh, I got a couple more fun facts. Um, 
the writer of No Game No Life also released uh, Hentai. Oh, not really a surprise. <laughs> not, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> we can talk about the fan service later on. And <laughs> No Game's Blu-ray Special Edition came what? with a little present. Can, I want your best guess. I'm going to guess some kind of tickler toy, now that you said it in that Matt, fashion. what do you think? I mean, the funny thing to say would be panties. God damn, Matt. <laughs> Boom, you got it. <laughs> it came with Shiro's panties. I was going to say, because Shiro's panties were all over this... <laughs> That's like I said. Fun little facts. I just found them. No, I do not own Shiro's panties. Just <laughs> yeah, it's probably important to throw out there. Sora was super obsessed with panties, so that that would uh-huh. doesn't surprise me. Can we open this up a little bit? What, what was up with the hole? It was creepy how close they were, man. Yep, that's going to be, I would say this is, that's probably going to be the biggest reason why a lot of viewers and just anime watchers in general just aren't going to watch this one because I know if I was just randomly going through, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily care for a fan service kind of deal, but when we start fan servicing an 11 year old girl. And yeah, it, it was, it was weird. The other fan service, I mean, it was okay. I'll get past it. Right. But the, the sister is just, it was really, really and that And that's what I mean. Like, yeah, we have fan service in anime a lot, all the time. But, come on. You love it? Mm-hmm. And they they try to make her seem like she was older. Like, they try to make her seem like this cute little, you know, what, I don't know, schoolgirl, I guess, for lack of better words. Yeah. But uh, they, they pointed out, you know, she's 11 from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that'd be the only thing I didn't like about the, the anime. It's just the, yeah. that part. Uh, everything else, I was, I was cool with. Oh, I definitely like the story. Mm-hmm. Like I said uh, before, I I'm a little disappointed that we couldn't meet the rest of the the races. Yeah. But um, yeah, this this fan service, this type of fan service, would kind of prevent me from like watching it with somebody else. I guess. Yep. It's a little awkward. Yeah, I was watching this at work, and that I, watched, <laughs> I, was, I was watching this on you know my tablet at work on my breaks, and more than most of the time, <laughs> I had my hands creating like a nice little cave <laughs> over the screen so no one else can see all these goddamn panties of a little girl. Well, this is goddamn embarrassing. Acting like you're eating at the prison or something? Yeah, what? right? <laughs> like, just, come on, Japan, just be, let's be a little bit more humane here. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, we're all open. You know, we watch anime. Everybody knows we watch anime. This is an anime, like, I don't want to get caught watching at a wrong time and somebody's going to, like, glance at my phone and be like, what the fuck is he watching at work? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, it's fucking perv. <laughs> it's definitely not something I'd watch at work. And what's, even when you look into it, you find out in China they banned the anime because of... Because of that reason? Yeah, it was the over-sexuality of everything, really. Mm. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they, it was banned in China, and then it was banned in a couple other places because of... Shiro, essentially. Okay. And it's tried very hard to just kind of look in other places anytime anytime something like that would happen. It was weird. Mm -hmm. You talk about the other kind of elephant in the room is their incestual, like, not connection, but basically incestual relation between each other. Like, I remember there was a couple scenes where Sora picks up Shiro and, like, puts him directly in between his, both his legs like, like, it almost looked a little straddling. Like, he's ready to cuddle up and be all weird. But, like, you know, I, was, I cringed. Like, I don't, yeah. need, I don't need that, man. Yeah. Yeah. He did it a couple times. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel it's, the same way. It's one of those things, like, if you really think about it, it's like, were they related? Because when They're she... They're not related. When she talks about yep. the past, it's like, 
the people that said these are my parents when I wasn't her parents. So yeah, what didn't they explain that she was like adopted at like one or like two years old and well, she was already like genius? Uh, let me. I wanted to bring that up because I did have a question. Like, where are these fools' parents? I wrote that question down before, like, I really got into the anime, though. Um, Later on, they do come out to find... I forgot what episode. But they do show, like, a flashback uh, saying that Sora met Shiro when he was three years old. That's when, like, they first met. That was... Wait, what? Sora's... In the beginning of episode one, Sora's 18, Shiro's 11. When Shiro was three years old, not Sora. Oh, my bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay whatever. So, whatever. when Shiro the girl was three years old, that's yeah. when they first met. Yes. That's when they first right. met. And so, that was when, that was, I think, episode nine is when they talk about it. Is that flashback. Because that's when Shiro basically loses all her memories and only oh, yeah. kind of glances, has those memories of Sora. And that's when him... Uh, Sora has the game between, I don't like her name, the slave girl. Um, slave? Yeah, she's technically a slave through, uh, the, the fairy, through Feel. Yeah. Feel is actually her master, but Kurumi. Kurumi. Kurumi was actually the slave. She was bought by... Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. I forgot about that. But so, Feel just what? wanted to make Kurumi happy, so it looked like it was opposite. Yeah, Kurumi... And Sora have the game and of those black and white pieces, and they're betting essentially memories and all that. And that's when Kurumi trusts Sora. I want to say it's nine, episode nine. Yeah. And that's when they have that flashback with Shira and Sora. Yep. Sounds right. And then the last game we got to watch was the game between humanity and the War Beast. Lance, what did you think of that one? I liked that they. Uh put their race's chess piece on the line for this one. You know, Sora said that he was going to give up his chess piece in order to... But he was going to take the other chess piece if they won, right? Like, that's how they, That's how that ended, right? No. Like, not just to jump no, Sora. All, all Sora did was put up his chess piece. Well, yeah, their chess piece. Yeah, he didn't demand theirs in return. No. Um, the what? Eastern Peninsula. Yep. It was essentially the rest of the, the land that Amanity had lost under the previous king. Right. He got all of that land back. Right, okay, yep, that's right. Um, yeah, so I liked that Sora was able to challenge that, like, give that kind of intensity. Um, but to get into the actual game, do you guys remember what the game was actually called? I don't. Crap, I didn't put that in my notes. <laughs> we can edit the part out. Uh, I believe the game is called Love or Love Part 2, and it's a form of cops and robbers. Right. Yeah, so they had a... Yeah, the, the main character is running around trying to kill the main characters. But then they had all the uh, NPC characters in the way. And they had a... Well, every time they shot an NPC, like, their their love guns got more ammo or something like that. Well, yep. it got depleted. No, when they shot it, depleted. And then if they hit an NPC, it would refill. Yeah. And then if they shot each other, it would refill as well. But then they would be under that love spell for, I think, they said 10 seconds. Something like that. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting part, especially when uh, oh, I forgot who was the the first one to get first one to get shot out was Jabril or Steph. Anyway, they both eventually got shot and uh, went against Sora. So I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Like they switched sides, and that's how uh, Izuna got more people on her side. So that was pretty cool. Um, before the Final game even started. 
Sora, you know, whispered something to Stephanie about how to beat this in game in the end. And I didn't quite appreciate how this even started because he whispered something to her before even knowing exactly what this game was even about. But in the end, it all worked out to his perfect uh, explanation. Because when they entered this game, they thought that they were back in the real world. They thought they were back in Japan. And they started having a little freak out because they're in, you know, they're not used to being in the open. But then they realize that they're just in another game within a game. And that's where everything takes off. Well, they so they kind of explain it because during that last game, the, the one that we had talked about where he bets Steph about the birds, he never gets his, he never asks for anything. So he still has essentially one wish or command over her. Oh, yeah, that's right. A favor. Yeah, one favor. And that's essentially how, what they use is that one favor that he has left over, mm-hmm. which when you watch Shira and see all the all the calculations that she's using, it figures out that's the only way that they can win is by that. Mm-hmm. I liked how Sora explained how both him and Shiro have like different games that they, like, they truly excel at, where like where one falls short, the other one does better, and Shiro is the the sharpshooter of the two. So it was to see her like try to scope out Izuna from a far distance, and then have us get disappointed when Izuna somehow manages to deflect stuff. Not deflect, but you know, avoid getting shot. Just adds to the drama. And then, of course, you know, you got to see your, your favorite transformation. Oh, yeah. And then when Izuna goes into her beast mode, explaining how she was finally having fun after Sora asked her multiple... Or not, Sora asked her one time, when's the last time you truly had fun? And that was right before they entered the game. Uh-huh. Yep. And then just kind of mindfuck with her there. And I think that's where it really... I don't know. I wouldn't say really the downfall, but it showed some character building between Izuna. So I thought, I thought it was pretty cool because she's a pretty... Blank faced character as she is. What did you guys think about how uh, Shiro was basically faking how she was under the spell? Honestly, she didn't have to do any type of acting. She just acted <laughs> like herself. <laughs> Quiet, yeah. serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she fooled me, you know, oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, they didn't have to pull too much anime BS out of that one. Was, you, can, you can go with that one. Easy yeah. to roll with. Yeah, I thought it was a good play manipulation type tactic uh-huh um i definitely appreciate how intricate it was how detailed um i said before sora really explains his science so once everything was said and done and how he explains what happened or how he won i thought that was pretty cool i like how everything gets done and i like an explanation for things if you mm-hmm. guys haven't picked up on that yet <laughs> yeah they definitely explain how stephanie was basically the the uh all-time winner the ace in the sleeve yeah. What were you saying before, Matt? Uh, you said he whispered something to her. Or was that you, Len? I said that, yeah. I said that Sora whispered something into Stephanie's ear, and that was how she would have to be like blindfolded, riding on an NPC. And no, her. that's when he explains it. Well, Matt, he explains Matt, it. Matt said something earlier. What were you saying? I think that was the... I was trying to set you up, but <laughs> it was uh, how she's the most important character or whatever. Well, she's not. She's definitely not a useless character. No, no, no. When that's what he whispered to her ear. Wasn't she be, she be the most important one? I must have missed that because I don't remember. I don't remember uh, saying that to her. Oh, we were talking about it off air five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I. I don't. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Never mind. I was trying to get you to talk a little bit more because it's only been me and him. That's why I wanted to keep on talking about it. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah, so Stephanie basically becomes the reason why Team Sora wins in the end, and that's kind of the end of that lovey-dovey lover love part two is concluded. And that kind of concludes season one of this one. And before we move into any kind of information about the movie, this is going to be a great opportunity to introduce Matt's Manga Minute. Really, when it comes to the manga, I didn't find much of anything. They only have a couple things, a couple chapters. I found ten chapters, and that's essentially goes to the chess match. So it's not very far. I think that's, what, episode three of the anime? And I did look into just more about everything, and this is actually a light novel. And there's, as of right now, there are ten chapters, or ten books in the light novel series. And when it comes to where the anime stops, it's actually chapter, or number three, and the movie is number six. So if you guys do watch the movie and you're super confused, well, that's because you have two books worth of information that you have no idea what's going on. And I know I was confused. Lance, you said you were confused. Ricky, you said you were kind of confused about just the information. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Right, like, the movie itself was kind of just there as, like, pointless filler because we were missing information. Like, it was just... It well, didn't. It didn't fit in. I wouldn't really go that far. Like, yeah, it was confusing, but it had information that was useful to the story. Right. You know, like they, they go back. They inter- They obviously start off with Tet and Izuna playing chess. Uh-huh. So, so from right right off the bat, you're kind of wondering where this is staged. Right. You know. Now we found out this from novel six, but uh, they did have a little bit of useful information on it. Right. Like, and I think the only reason I was able to stay on board with everything was because this is a, a pre-story, a precursor to the first season. They said that, what, it was 6,000 years ago? Yeah. Before everything even came to. So, that's why I was able to roll with it. And, yeah, there, as far as the manga compared to the anime, there was no real differences. Ricky, what'd you, what'd you think of the movie? Like, I know you, you had said that you would like the... The Machina? Yeah, the Machina part. Anything else that you liked about the movie? Um, I like the fight scenes. Yeah. Obviously, in the anime, everything's ruled by games, so there's really no fighting. You yep. can't kill anybody. But I do like the fighting and how they have their interpretation. Well, they had the first six pledges, which kind of led to the ten pledges later on. People died in the movie though, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, people. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was gonna say like I think he names off like forty eight people when he. Oh, I th- I actually really liked that. Like that kind of hit me. I was just an anime. I'm like, but damn, he's just rattling off all those names. Like it was very emotional. Was, I, I I appreciated that. Yeah, forty eight people. Uh huh. Yeah. And the fact that he named all forty eight was like kind of a time filler right there, really. But at the same time, like it was. It adds to the emotion, so that's good. So I, I definitely am impressed by the fighting. Jabril, fucking badass. She yeah. is so badass. Powerful. Uh-huh. So uh, obviously anime can be about everything. You know, you have the food war anime. It can be about everything. But most of the time anime is about fighting, so I do appreciate that they brought that back. 
for this series because you really don't. I don't think you see any type of fighting. Nope. You only get really glimpses of it when Ted talks about the past. Mm -hmm. But you you don't have any actual fight scenes. And one thing to keep in mind when I was doing some research is so uh, Ashanto was a part of the Six Pledges. And so Ashante, which is what they say to the. When they raise the right hand to actually say we're gonna, means that the pledges apply to them, uh-huh. comes from the six pledges. It's just a play on the play on the word. Right. Would you like or dislike Lance? Um, my mind was a little scrambled through all the crazy information that was just being thrown at you. Uh, I thought it was kind of okay. Uh, something I liked that was also kind of a little cringy, but at the same time, it is just more for the humor. Is uh when. Shuvi is like giving herself to Riku, and like I'm, she says something along the lines of like, "You're the only one that can see me naked," or something like that. Like, it's kind of funny every time that like what his Riku's sister or something walks in and like catches them at the wrong time. <laughs> I get it. That that kind of comedy was pretty funny to me. I I can appreciate that. It wasn't an eleven year old girl, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and then, you know, there's that that little bit of that romance that was trying to blossom between the two but they mentioned it in the beginning that shuvi was you know a machine and nothing could truly come from it but she was still pushing for it and at the end nothing came of it because you know, she finally realized that you know it's not going to work out that way but i think ultimately really is getting into the actual battle scenes and the fight scenes i think that truly wins over this i think we can all agree on that that's probably the best part of this entire movie mm-hmm. with all the fight scenes it's kind of one of the only ways you can keep someone interested and in, Something like this. From what I remember, I think the animation was pretty awesome. Yeah, that, for the, a movie. The animation uh, in the anime and in the movie were was great. I enjoyed both. I thought the the light colors when it came to all the characters, instead of being realistic, they made it very game like, mm. and I I appreciate that. Yeah, everything was very vibrant. You want to sign us out, Matt? Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Anime Lounge podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And let us know if you guys have any questions, comments about this episode.